to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code CALEB200 to win $200 in free bets if either Jacksonville or Cincinnati scores a touchdown. Nothing beats a W at BetMGM. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Indiana only must be 21 or older to wager if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-9 with it 1380 the fan at 100.9 fm let us know what you think and don't miss out on the latest in fort wayne sports facebook.com slash 1380 the fan listen live at 1380 the or download our new app what if you received your choice of a brand new roof or a house full of windows for free? With Alliance Exteriors' new roof and windows giveaway, you can. Alliance Exteriors is giving away a brand new roof or a house full of windows to one lucky local homeowner. All you need to do is text HOME to 46862 to get the link to enter. That's HOME to 46862. No hooks, no gimmicks. Alliance Exteriors is simply looking to give back and help our community. You can win a new roof or house full of windows for free. A runner-up prize of $4,800 to put towards your next home improvement project is also up for grabs. Text HOME to 46862 to get the link to enter. Plus, if you're the grand prize winner and already have a quote or a job in progress with Alliance Exteriors, they will reimburse you. So no need to wait around for the results to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate. Alliance Exteriors is giving away your choice of a new roof or a house full of windows. No purchase required. Text HOME to 46862 to enter before it's too late. Broadcasting live from the Masters Heating and Cooling Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana, The Fan. This is an exclusive presentation of high school sports on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. This is the High School Coaches Show. Here's your host, Justin Kenny. Welcome in, everyone, to the High School Coaches Show. I am Justin Kenny. Week 7 is here. We're talking all about it here for the next hour. Breaking down the matchups coming up, particularly in the SAC. It's rivalry week in the sack, and everybody playing their rival, including Concordia and Wayne, which, you know, de facto, I guess, they're rivals because everybody else is matched up with their rivals. So we'll talk about the SAC coming up tonight. Uh, we will have... Coach Doug Dynan of the Carroll Chargers on his team will host rival Homestead tomorrow night. He'll join us about 645. We'll also talk to Coach Josh Gerber, Norwell Knights. His team 5-1 on the regular season, 3-1 uh, in the Northeast 8, fresh off a shutout win over East Noble in a game that surprised a lot of us uh, this past week. And somebody that we're going to talk about that game and more is joining us right now. It's Bryce Vance of KPC Media Group. Bryce, how are you? I'm doing great, Justin. How are you? Uh, good. Great is a strong word, but so I'll just go with good. But I'm glad one of us is doing great. So uh, yeah. a team that's not doing great, East Noble, take us back to last Friday. What the heck happened? Oh, man. It was <laughs> – I've been covering this team for three years now, um, and it was by far the worst performance I've seen this team put out there. Um, maybe maybe since the state finals appearance, but I mean I judge that on a different level because of the competition that they are facing. And uh, but still, it was the, kind of the same way that 
the prior week played out against Leo, Norwell comes out, punches East Noble first, and then the Knights don't respond in the first half, really, like they did against Leo. But then they came out against Leo and made some adjustments and ran the ball um, really well against Leo in the second half. But the Knights did the polar opposite of that um, last Friday at Norwell. Uh, they come out. Uh, their defense did play better. Uh, they didn't give up any points in the second half, but the offense just couldn't get going, couldn't do anything. They weren't running um, in wide-open running lanes like they have. The biggest uh, play of the night was a 44-yard rush by Kane and Carrico, only to be followed up by an interception in the end zone. So Ethan just kept shooting itself in the foot with turnovers. I mean, uncharacteristic turnovers, I mean, it was Rowan Zolman and Kane and Carrico each had a fumble that was just out of out of character, really. And it just it happened, and it, it happened, and we didn't really know how the ball came out. It didn't really look like Norwell punched the ball out. It just it, the ball just slipped out of their hands, and it was, it was very very odd performance. They were flat. Um, Luke Amstutz took the blame all on himself and in preparation for that game. And and Norwell has been a tricky place for. East Noble in the past, um, Luke Gamzett's referenced the 2013 loss down there in Austin. And in 2013, Norwell was a winless team at that point and ended up beating East Noble by 28 points. And so this year was a little bit different, but the, the sentiment was definitely the same this year. If you're looking at East Noble as a whole for the season, now sitting at 3-2, and two, and they go to Columbia City tomorrow night, and that's going to yeah. be a battle between a pair of teams that are looking to put shutout losses behind them. Columbia City right. getting shut out in New Haven a week ago. But you look at East Noble's three wins coming to teams with a combined three wins. They look abysmal in the first half against Leo. They play great in the second half and make that a game, end up losing by eight. And then they lay an egg at Norwell last Friday. So what yeah. do we make out of this Knights team? We felt coming out of the, that week four game against Leo, we couldn't wait till the rematch between these two teams. But are, are we were, were we potentially giving East Noble too much credit? Is this a team with more problems than we realized? I think so. I, I think we're starting to see them as they face up the competition. I mean, these last two weeks are probably going to be their best regular season opponents uh, throughout the, the rest of the way. They have... Columbia City, like you mentioned, and they have New Haven and Belmont. And I, and I, I would anticipate um, and, and would hope that East Noble turns it around in these next three weeks um, against, you know, some slightly down competition to where they have been playing. Um, but I, I, I would say that this is problem looking forward into that sectional where they could face a Northridge or a Northwood or um, a Leo again, and they could expose these problems that East Noble has. The the passing game, which I thought would be more developed, I mean, I, I get it that it's a sophomore quarterback, but with the weapons that Xander Brazel has at his disposal, the offensive line that he has, I thought the passing game would be much more complementary to the rushing attack that has been good um, and has been great at times. Last week was definitely below average. Um, it was Kane and Carrico's worst output of the season. He still put up 94 yards, um, but other than that 44-yard run, it was a lot of two, three negative plays, um, and it just wasn't a lot going for this offense. And that's where East Noble has, you know, really been really good um, in, in Luke Amstutz's time. He's been able to develop quarterbacks. They've been able to throw the ball all around the yard, put up a lot of points, and then it's, you know, them trying to outscore teams. 
Um, in these last couple of years, they've, they've had the defense to complement it, um, and the defense has played well at times, uh, but they still, you know, give up the big play. They don't get stops when they need them, when they were able to get them the last couple of years. Um, and it's just this team that, you know, come, came in with a lot of, a lot of question marks and a lot of certainties, and, and some of those question marks are definitely larger um, and haven't really been answered um, as we've gone through, you know, the two-thirds of the season now. He is Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. And, Bryce, let's talk a little bit more about Norwell. You saw them last week. They're sitting 5-1. and one. We're going to talk to Coach Josh Gerber here in just a little bit. And it's the second straight year this team has knocked off East Noble in the regular season. And, you know, potentially the second straight year that this team is going to finish second to Leo in the Northeast State. So what do we take out of the Norwell Knights? It is a junior-laden team. Yeah. In terms of their top players, when you look at Luke Graft and Brody Bolin and a host of others, does this team, and looking ahead, in a sectional 27 where really you know nobody is a definite in terms of winning that sectional 27 and 3A, could Norwell be a sneaky pick to maybe make a deep run out of the teams in this area? I think so. Um, I really liked what I saw out of Luke Graft. Um, he runs really hard. Uh, the offensive line is, is not the biggest, you know, when you compare them to an East Noble or a Leo, but, man, are they aggressive and they get after you. Um, and they opened up, you know, big holes um, in that first half. Um, I, I mean, maybe a little concerned that they didn't have the same output in the second half, but they really relied on their defense, and that defense is good. And I and I was, I was a little suspect of their past defense coming into the East Noble game just because there's not a lot of, passing offenses that they have faced that have been, you know, super superior um, to that point. Um, but they really shut down the passing um, offense attack of East Noble. And I think that really bodes well for them. They really shut down East Noble's offense that I thought would, would come in and be able to move the ball with some consistency, and they didn't at all. So I would definitely – I wouldn't be surprised if Norwell did make a, a deep run into a regional, possibly a semi-state um, but like you said, that sectional is up for grabs, and I think that Norwell um, could b possibly be considered a favorite or definitely a top contender. Um, and, it, and it bodes well, as you mentioned, um, just them being a junior-laden team for not only this year uh, but next year as well. Only three teams currently above 500 in that sectional 27, Norwell, Peru, and Oak Hill. So uh, we've seen Norwell play both Peru and Oak Hill in years past and really have the decided advantage against both those teams. So we'll see if it shakes out with the draw a week from Sunday to see who Norwell and everyone else will lead off in the postseason and play. All right, Bryce, let's talk Northeast Corner Conference and let's talk the big division. In a division where you could say nobody wants to win it or everybody wants to win it, and I'm not sure which direction to go, but it's absolute chaos in the big school division of the NECC. Yeah, uh, that, I think that's an understatement. It's just been, <laughs> it's been absolutely wild. You think one week that, hey, this team looks like it's going to go off and, and you know take the, the division by, by storm. And, and Angola, when they beat West Noble by a couple of scores a few weeks ago, then they are ravaged with injuries. You know, Andre Tagliaferri, I don't know when he's coming back. I don't know when Tyler Call, the quarterback, is coming back. Um, and they have, you know, dropped their, their last couple of games here and haven't looked good on offense uh, whatsoever. Then the week after, Garrett, who was 1-0, takes on West Noble, who I think is, is okay, is a decent team. Um, they lose on a last-second field goal by Julio Macias, who 
um, has an absolute rocket for a leg, um, and he's you know getting Division One looks. He went on a visit to Purdue last week, um, and he's definitely a weapon and has you know carried kind of this team on his leg. Um, with wins over Fairfield, he hit multiple field goals in that game against Wallace C. I mean, the competition isn't great, um, which uh, among, amongst the whole big division, um, and that's what has made it so fun to follow. You don't know who, who's going to show up each week um, and who's going to be the superior team. Um, with the matchup with Lakeland tomorrow, uh, Lakeland um, beat Angola a couple weeks ago, and I, I think has a really good chance at beating West Noble tomorrow and making – the, the big division even more chaos and could turn it into a five-way tie. Credit to Austin Huff um, from the Goshen News who you know did the math and predicted the wins for the next couple of weeks that um, could make this out to be a five-way tie. Now West Noble could you know eliminate three other teams from that you know even notion or thinking by winning by just simply winning tomorrow. And but that seems like a really hard thing to do if you're an NECC big division team right now. Yeah, some big games coming up in that division tomorrow. Fairfield, Garrett, and the one you mentioned, Lakeland and West Noble as well. Let's look at the small division real quick. And a lot of people just want to hand it to Eastside, but your Cougs sitting yeah. six and zero. Oh, they have Eastside in week eight on the road in Butler. But before they look ahead to that, they have Cherubusco at home tomorrow night. Maybe a sneaky difficult game for your Cougs. They need to yeah. take care of business tomorrow before they worry about that big week eight, week eight showdown with Eastside. Oh, for sure. I, I don't think that it's a given to give Central Noble tomorrow's win at all. I, I think um, this game that, you know, is built up as a rivalry really has been one-sided, you know, for the last, you know, 20 years with Busco taking majority of, of the matchups and Central Noble winning, I think, two out of the last, you know, 15 matchups. Um, so, and, and being a part of this, you know, quote-unquote rivalry, it's, it's definitely two communities that, you know, on Friday night, they don't really like each other. And I anticipate, you know, with both teams that like to run the ball and have really talented guys that can, that can run it, uh, I think it's, it's going to be very fun to watch in the trenches. I'm interested in how Central Noble's offensive line handles Hunter Bianski, who has 17 tackles for loss. Um, and, and already through six games. And I'm interested to see if Will Hoover, um, he was kind of bottled up against Lakeland last week, um, but they had Ashton Smith and, and Tyler Sischler who was able to take over and, and win the game uh, for the Cougars last week over Lakeland. So I'm interested to see if he can break out and have big games that he had earlier in the season. Um, but it is definitely going to be a very fun matchup. And if one of them to win the NECC small, um, if Busco wins, they need Central Noble to win next week in Butler. Um, but if Central Noble wins to tomorrow, then it's definitely a showdown for NECC small division next week in Butler. I presume you're headed to Columbia City tomorrow? I am not. I'm actually headed to Ligonier for West Noble and Lakeland. Um, and I anticipate it'll be a tight game. Um, neither offense is really explosive. Um, it's definitely going to be a battlefield position. And definitely for West Noble, who has the superior kicker who can kick it from a pretty far distance. Yeah, Macias is one of the best in the area, no doubt. All right, buddy, appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. We'll catch up to you next week. All right, thanks, Justin. That was Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group, joining us here to kick off the show, as he does each and every Thursday.
We're going to talk more Northeast 8 football when we come back with Coach Josh Gerber of the Norwell Knights. Doug Dine and Carol Chargers also set to join us in this hour. And we'll be back after this. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Are you currently working in construction, farming, or similar jobs and looking to get into a more stable and rewarding career instead? Well, listen up. Paul Davis, the industry leader in recovery, reconstruction, and restoration, is growing and has opportunities for you to get on board and grow with them. Now hiring project managers, technicians, carpenters, and more. See for yourself why so many employees with Paul Davis of Northeast Indiana have enjoyed long-term and stable careers with plenty of opportunities for advancement. At Paul Davis, you will enjoy the family atmosphere and ever-changing work environment. You'll earn highly competitive pay and benefits. Ready to learn more? Text the word PAUL to 46862 now to discover the opportunities and apply now. Text PAUL P-A-U-L to 46862 to start the process on starting a rewarding career you'll be proud of with Paul Davis of Northeast Indiana, the restoration leader. Learn more and apply today. Visit whycallpaul.com or text PAUL to 46862 from your phone. Paul Davis is an equal opportunity employer. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it. Unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. The Department of Veterans Affairs is so innovative, it not only improves the lives of veterans, it transforms the lives of healthcare professionals who serve them with access to the latest technologies and remarkable benefits. Transform your future at vacareers.va.gov. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by End Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back. Week 7 edition of the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. Hey, look who joined us. It's John Graham. He's waving everyone and producing here the show. We're here till 7 o'clock. Talking area high school football and kicked it off with Bryce Vance as we do every single Thursday here at the top of the hour. But we were talking Northeast 8, and we, in particular, the, the 17 to nothing shutout of East Noble by Norwell last Friday. It was one of the more surprising games in the area. And we're going to talk more about that and everything Norwell Knights right now with the head coach, Josh Gerber, who joins us right now. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? 
Not bad, Coach. And, you know, congratulations on a, a big win, the latest win for you guys, sitting at 5-1. and one. Uh, And you guys just uh, pretty much own East Noble at this point. Back-to-back -back wins. How are you guys getting it done? Well, I wouldn't say that we own them, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, by by no stretch of the imagination. I mean, you look at the last ten. We I think we've only got two in that. So. Oh, well, just uh, talk about these two, okay? We don't. Want to... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're really pleased with how the kids played. It's been uh, it's been a fun year for us. We've got a great bunch of kids, young kids, uh, and we asked a lot of them to take on bigger roles than what they've had after graduating a, a pretty substantial senior class for us. And and uh, it's been neat to see them grow each week, get a little bit better each week, and. Uh, you know, hopefully we can continue on that path and, uh, and some, enjoy some more wins. What was it that you guys were able to do last Friday against East Noble to keep them off the scoreboard? Because that's a team that one week before put 32 up on Leo. You know, we, uh, we, well, we, we try to play a little bit more man coverage than we've ever played before, I think. And uh, we put some young DBs in, uh, in, in tough spots against some really good receivers, and they responded well. Uh, Kate Shelton, uh, you know, he matched up with uh, Mr. Zolman all night and, and played really, really well. Really proud of Caden and, and how, how well he played for us. Um, you know, he picked one off, and we were able to create a couple turnovers, and that helped us immensely as well. Uh, anytime you can create some turnovers, it uh, improves the likelihood of getting a win. So, uh, I mean, that stuff all helped us. We were able to run the ball effectively and, uh, and, and, you know, chew up some clock and keep that explosive offense they have off the field. I don't want to, you know, marginalize the effect of, of that senior group you have, but that junior class, you, you mentioned just, you know, a lot of young guys in the field and mixing in some sophomores as well. It was almost a must for these guys, that junior class, to step up this year based on what you lost a year ago to graduation. And they've exceeded at least outsiders' expectations. Have they met your expectations? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, you, you look at the seniors we have, we've only got six of them. Uh, they're great kids, work hard for us, provide some really good leadership, and we're, we're thankful for them, but they're just not enough of them to get it done on their own. Uh, and so the, these juniors and sophomores have had to come into the mix. And like I said, we, you know, we, we asked some of them to take on some pretty substantial roles on a lot of Friday night. And I think back before the season started, we, we told people that you know, we've got some really good players. They're not known um, you know, in, the, in northeast Indiana real well, but we knew them and we liked them, and we were pretty confident in their abilities. So. Uh, like I said, it's been neat to see these kids grow with each week and, and to see them progress. And hopefully, like I said, we can continue to do that. One of the guys you lost to graduation a year ago was Eli Riley, and he was phenomenal at quarterback and a great DB for you. Uh, you look towards Leighton Bailey as the guy to step in in Riley's absence behind center, a junior. What have you liked about his development? You know what, Leighton, he's a fierce competitor. I've loved that about him. Uh, we've asked him, and, and I feel like each week we try to expand his role as a quarterback. Um, we only threw it four times last week. We need to do a little bit better job of that if we want to advance the tournament. We've got to be able to, to throw the ball a little bit more but uh, and to be effective in it. But Leighton every week learns. He grows. He's become more confident with what we're asking him to do. He, he's got a better grasp of the offense. He's getting people where they need to be. And he's growing as a leader. Uh, he's taking more control in the huddle, and I like to see that a lot. And, I, you know, we were remiss not to mention Luke Kraft. I mean, he seems to be... A kid that, you know, maybe fit, you know, not very many people knew who he was heading into this season outside of Ossian, but he's been a tremendous impact player for you, both sides of the football, all season long. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, and the thing about Luke, he's a great kid. Um, he's, he's quiet by nature, uh, but he's another kid who's really starting to step into that leadership role. Um, he's, a, he's a pretty physical football player. I, I don't think people realize that about Luke. He's, he's not... Uh, not super tall, maybe six one, six two, and he, and he runs a weighs about 195, and he, he uses it well. 
Uh, he runs hard and he's physical. He finishes his runs well. Uh, just really happy with the progression he's made at running back, and then also as a linebacker, he was a corner for us last year, and and uh, you know we could have played him out there, but we wouldn't have been as good as a team. And he and he gladly stepped into the roles an inside linebacker for us. And his reads are getting better. He's more more confident in knowing where he should be, and and it's just neat to see him you know just grow on both sides of the ball as a football player. Uh, is Brody Boland still growing by the day? I mean, it's like a half an inch and a couple pounds each day. It feels like. <laughs> It seems that way. <laughs> but, uh, he's, he's holding pretty steady. Brody's kind of a weight room monster. He's a he's a kid who loves it. He loves to grind in there. He works super hard. Uh, he's and Brody would have been a good football player without the weight room. But he's a really good football player because of the weight room and the time that he's put in. Uh, he's a strong, strong kid. He's he's young for a junior. He hadn't been 16 for super long. And, you know, he's a 500 pound parallel squat kid, and uh, you know it's pretty impressive what he's able to do being a 16 year old kid. Coach, I wanted to ask you about the matchup coming up this Friday night. You go to DeKalb, and they're fresh off their first win of the season and being able to get it done in dramatic fashion. What have you seen out of Coach Wilcox's Barons? What do you need to be ready for? You know what? They're going to play hard. They're well coached. They're going to play hard. Um, their team has grown with each week, uh, and you can see it on the film, and they're going to be riding high after that first win. You know, big thing for us is going to be, uh, you know, to, to limit their offense. They've been pretty explosive, scoring 50 last week. We've got to. We've got to play well defensively. We have to take care of the football. Um, and we've got to be able to convert some plays of our own offensively. And, you know, I feel like, a, I, feel like I tell the kids this every week, but it's, it's kind of the, the formula for success. Take care of the football. Try to create some turnovers. Tackle well, block well, and we think we have a chance. But, you know, Coach, is, uh, Coach Wilcox is going to have his team ready to go, and we'll have our hands full Friday night. Coach, I wanted to ask you a question, you know, maybe a macro version of a program, and I talked about it, this with Coach Grant Mosier at South Adams, is – you know, at some point as a coach, you know, the goal is to reach a point where, yes, you lose an ultra-talented class, but there's another class, you know, coming up right behind it and right after that, and you're able to sustain success. And I think, you know, after a couple years for you of building this program up, it seems like you're reaching that point. You know, last year winning 10 games on track to maybe do the same this year. How difficult is that, taking over a program and trying to get to the point where we don't have ebbs and flows but this thing is kind of working like a machine and you almost kind of reload. Well, you know, it, it is difficult. And, and a lot of it's buy-in from the kids. It's, you know, we, we'll start our 2022 season the Monday after Thanksgiving. And uh, it's, you know, we don't have a lot of our kids in strength class. So it's, we're lifting at 6.15 in the morning. And uh, it's getting that buy-in and, and that commitment from those kids and, and the willingness to, to, to work hard and to put in the extra to be really good. Um you know, part of it's like just not relaxing as coaches and taking things for granted, staying humble and hungry. And we had a, a team meal tonight, and, and that's what we talked about with the kids, is being humble and hungry. It's not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less and, and focus on what you can do for the team and doing the, your role to the best of your ability, but staying hungry and, and working to become the best that you can become because when you do that, we're all better. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of factors. Uh, it's not something we can ever take lightly and, and think that we've arrived because we haven't. And about the time we do that, we'll stumble and fall and look pretty bad doing it. Coach, I think the most impressive thing that you've done is you deal and handle uh, Kelby Waybright on a daily basis. I think that's the most impressive thing out of everything you've accomplished. You know what? Kelby's a great guy. <laughs> he's, uh, he's been a great AD for us. He's very supportive of the program. Uh, you know, thankfully, get to work for a guy like that. Yeah, he's a good dude. But, uh, Coach, I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Congratulations. Three straight wins, five of six. To open the year, you headed to Cal tomorrow to try to get win number six. Good luck, buddy. We'll catch up to you. Thank you.
That was Coach Josh Gerber, Norwell Knights, joining us and his team five and one after last week's seventeen to nothing shutout victory over East Noble, the second in two years over the Knights. It's the third straight win for Norwell overall. Of course, that lone loss coming against Leo in a forty-one to seven setback in a game that maybe caught us off guard a little bit in terms of the lopsidedness of that final score. But Norwell, ten and two a year ago, they get to the sectional championship game against Concordia. They lose twenty-four to nothing at the Cadets. Uh, but you have to like the the chances for Norwell this year in Class Three A sectional twenty-seven, as Concordia sitting just one and five. And, and I know. You know, you can kind of throw the records out when you're talking Concordia, but it's not as good of a Concordia team as it was a year ago. You look at Peru, you look at Oak Hill as potentially the two biggest hurdles in that sectional for Norwell. But uh, it's almost that forgotten team in the Northeast State. We always like to hype up Leo and East Noble entering the season, and Norwell's kind of that afterthought. And for the second straight season, they're opening plenty of eyes around the area. We're going to take a break, come back. We'll talk a little bit more about the SAC coming up tomorrow night. Coach Doug Dynan will join us later in this half hour. You are listening to the High School Coaches Show here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Get the latest knife info from the area's premier knife shop. Follow Blademan's on Facebook and Instagram today and get the latest on what's happening at Blademan's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road. Hello, this is Mark, the owner of Blademan's Knife Shop. I'd like to personally invite you out to the store to check out the area's best selection of quality knives. We carry Benchmade, Hogue, Protec, Microtech, Emerson Knives, Zero Tolerance, and many more. We have the best selection of premium knives anywhere within 100 miles of Fort Wayne. So come in and check out our great selection and have a cup of coffee on me. Before you experience the world-class quality in store, see fresh inventory updates and limited-time specials at the Blademan's Facebook page. Some inventory, unique colors, and new styles only stay in stock for a day or two. So be in the know and update your knife collection the smart way. Follow Blademan's today. As always, 10% discount for police and military and on-site sharpening service. Join the community of premium blade buffs at Blademan's Facebook and Instagram today. Let's face it, replacing your and worry-free, which is why they're offering special no-interest financing up to 72 months. And as a high-volume dealer, Masters Heating and Cooling uses their buying power to get special savings and passes those savings on to you. Save money and save on interest with 72-month financing available now. Turn to the experts and a new carrier heating and cooling system from Masters. Online at mastersheatcool.com. We are Masters. Terms and conditions apply. For 25 years, Saturday mornings have been Fighting Irish Preview Time. I'm Phil Howard. Join me and America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, for the silver anniversary season of Fighting Irish Preview. Silver anniversary season? That means you're old. Not exactly. Old, yes, but older and wiser. Wise analysis, wise predictions, and wise inside information. So, Saturday mornings at 10, right after Jim Shovelin and Talking Sports, tune in to Fighting Irish Preview on 1380 The Fan. Do you run out of hot water at home? It's a great time to replace that old water heater with a new model from Richmond. Choose from over 20 models in stock with more available special order. Want even more savings? We have several models that are Energy Star rated. All water heaters are 11% off now at Menards. Good through October 2nd. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. 
doesn't take a brain surgeon to know ticks suck. But what you might not know is that they don't just suck blood way out in the woods. Those creepy little bugs can be anywhere all year long. And I do mean little. They can be smaller than the head of a pin. But big trouble comes in these small, gross packages. Even a tiny tick can make you super sick. So what's the most important tip to avoid getting bit? Well, duh, pay attention. Remember, ticks can be just about anywhere outdoors. Then, spray attention with an EPA-registered insect repellent. Wearing long socks and other protective clothing is a good idea, too. When you come back inside, shower. And always remember, check for ticks everywhere. And if you do get a tick bite, don't panic. Tell an adult. And visit ticksuck.org to learn how to remove it properly. Ticks suck, but being outdoors shouldn't. Go to ticksuck.org for more information. Ticksuck.org. Now back to the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone. Week 7 edition of the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. He is John Graham here till the top of the hour. Talking area high school football. Thank you to Coach Josh Gerber before the break joining us. And on these very airwaves tomorrow night, it will be the high, the Indiana Physical Therapy postgame show right after the Homestead Carroll football game, 7 o'clock kickoff. You can join Brett Rump and Shannon Griffith with all the action from Carroll Stadium. It's just one of the premier games in the SAC tomorrow night because week 7 is rivalry week in the Summit Athletic Conference. And with that Homestead and Carroll game, it's been uh, six games, six years since the Chargers last knocked off their rival. Uh, last year, remember, Carroll gave up 70 points in that 70-41 to 41 game that was uh, pretty much ridiculous as neither f uh, defense could stop the other. Imagine scoring 41 points in a game and losing by 29 points. That's where the Chargers found themselves a year ago at Homestead. But the Chargers will try to end that six-game losing streak to Homestead tomorrow evening. You can listen to all the action tomorrow night right here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Elsewhere in the SAC tomorrow night, it'll be around 95 of the totem pole as Northside and Southside get together. Northside has won three straight in the series, holds a 54-39-2 advantage over the Archers since the first game way back in 1927. And when you look at a Northside team that sits at one and five, and it hasn't been pretty at times, but they have played of their five of their six games have been against Snyder, DeWanger, Carroll, Lures, Homestead. So could Northside be the best of the rest, so to speak? Their one win this year at Wayne. They have Southside, Northrop, and Concordia to end the regular season. So it's an opportunity for the Northside Legends to get some wins. Uh, and, and really put some uh, run together here entering the postseason. So uh, Southside also sitting with a victory, of course, uh, over Northrop in week two. And the Archers will try to hang around with Coach Tiny Lee on the sidelines tomorrow night. So that's something to look forward to over on the south side of town. And also coming up tomorrow night, Battle of the Bishops, Bishop Lewis, Bishop DeWanger. We talk uh, streaks in the Homestead Carroll game, six straight wins for Homestead. It's five straight wins in the series for Bishop DeWenger, and they've never lost to the Knights at Shields Field, where that game is tomorrow evening, and perhaps bigger than the game tomorrow, and it's very difficult to marginalize any game between Bishop Lures and Bishop DeWenger, but you look at Carson Clark, quarterback of Bishop Lures, 
who has a shot tomorrow evening to break the SAC's all-time passing record of 5,983 career yards. He's about 250, 260 away. Well, without looking it up, uh, definitely doable for tomorrow night. The fascinating thing is the record is, whole, is held by James Kanapke, who just so happens to be an assistant coach for Bishop Lures on the sidelines. So it will be kind of a, um, a surreal moment for, for Kanapke and definitely Carson Clark tomorrow evening if Clark can go ahead and break that record held by his assistant coach, Mr. Kanapke, in the Battle of the Bishops game, which I would think would make it all the more sweeter, particularly if Bishop Lewers can get the win tomorrow night, stand defeated in the SAC. So a lot on the line tomorrow at Shields Field. Uh, you know, Bishop Lewers looking to end the losing streak to Bishop DeWanger, looking to stay undefeated in the SAC. And oh, by the way, Carson Clark to become the SAC's all-time leading passer in its history. So a lot going on at Shields Field tomorrow evening. You look at Snyder and Northrop tomorrow, Spooler Stadium. Snyder has won 23 straight in the series, so I expected it to be 24 after tomorrow night, and Concordia goes to Wayne tomorrow evening. You know, I, I, when you look at the cadets, uh, they can pass the ball a lot better than people think, and Wayne can rush the ball a lot better than people think. I think Wayne wins that one um, maybe by a touchdown or two, but um, that's the SAC rivalry week. Of course, you know, in a couple years, the schedule will switch where we will have some rotations of the SAC schedule every two years. Yes, they'll still play nine games uh, against nine conference foes. Don't get me started on that one, but we'll at least some, see some variety in terms of when they play those teams. So week seven in terms of being a rivalry may not be, um, you know, something that continues after a couple weeks or a couple years from now. So enjoy it tomorrow. It's going to be a fun night in the SAC. We'll see just who can get some victories tomorrow evening. Uh, when you look at the Northeast eight, and this was a, 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 you know, a couple games last week that really surprised people with New Haven shutting out Columbia city and Norwell shutting out Leo uh, East Noble and Columbia city get together tomorrow. So which of those teams is able to shake off week six and get a victory and then you look at, um, you know, Leo Huntington North game, which, you know, between the running plays and the running clock, you know, could be over by 8.15. And then New Haven trying to continue their upstart game, uh, play lately. They'll go to Belmont and try to pick up a victory. You know, some of the sneaky games tomorrow are in the Northeast Corner Conference. We mentioned it earlier with Bryce Vance. And Cherubusco at Central Noble is a good one. Fairfield at Garrett could be a good one. Lakeland and West Noble. It's just the, that uh, that jumble of teams in the NACC that are below East Side that are really fighting over a lot in the uh, in Northeast Corner Conference, particularly in that big school division. But you know, coming back to the SAC, and 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 it's a big week this week with Rivalry Week, and another good week next week. But if things hold. If Snyder wins their next two weeks of the season and if Bishop Lewers can win the next two weeks of the season, it sets up that huge showdown, Snyder at Bishop Lewers at Lewers Field, week nine, de facto SAC championship game. I can say with relative confidence that if it comes to fruition where that game can decide the SAC, the conference will give Snyder a 2-0 forfeit win over Southside. Again, remember that game that was that was canceled earlier in the season due to COVID with the Archers. 
that will be declared a win. So we can stop playing around with, you know, what if Snyder is one win short of everybody else in the SAC? Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure why the SAC just hasn't come out and declared that now. They're almost hoping it doesn't become an issue at this point. But, uh, you know, we can put speculation aside if they would just come out and sit, count that as a 2-0 victory for Snyder. But I, I'm confident in that happening and it coming down the SAC if both of those teams win the next two weeks to a huge, colossal showdown at Lures Field between Bishop Lures and Snyder. Who really thought that would be the case with Snyder this season? They barely beat Northside on a long field goal uh, at the end of, the, of regulation to win, and they fall just short of Carroll in week two in what was a good game, 29-28, Chargers win. But uh, since then, it's been three straight wins and Northrop, DeWanger, and Lures to play out the string, and you have to like the way Snyder is playing football. Them and the Carroll Chargers both looking very good in recent weeks but uh, if you're looking for anything to do october 15th circle that game on your calendar right now snyder at bishop lures very well could decide the summit athletic conference and who takes home the victory bell and it will get a fresh coat of paint this year as homestead not in the running right now with two losses they need a lot of help uh, to have any type of shot in the sac to win it for a third consecutive season a team that still has a shot to win the SAC, needs some help, a lot of help, but is playing some good football, Carroll Chargers. They'll take on their rival Homestead Spartans tomorrow night. We're going to talk all about the Chargers with head coach Doug Dynan when we come back. You are listening to the High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Scott Graham here from Westwood One with a Thursday night football preview. AFC action coming up from Cincinnati as Joe Burrow and the Bengals play host to Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Bengals are 2-1 and one and coming off a big division win over the Steelers. Head coach Zach Taylor says his young Bengals could be special. You look at the field position our special teams created. You look at the mindset our defense has played with for three weeks, the belief they have in themselves, and then the offense is capable of on a moment's notice of being explosive and scoring some points if we can get the ground game going. Um, so I really think that the team believes in all three phases that we can do whatever it takes to win. Jacksonville's off to an 0-3 start, but has seen promising play from their top draft pick, Trevor Lawrence. Ian Eagle and Mike Golick will call all the action from Cincinnati when the Bengals host the Jaguars on Thursday Night Football. Remember to listen to Westwood One's coverage of the NFL all season long. Right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne Sports Station. Syntec is back and better than ever at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Syntec is a premium full synthetic motor oil option at an affordable price. Right now, get five quarts of Syntec full synthetic and a microguard select filter for just $31.99. Syntec is formulated for today's engines to minimize friction, heat, and wear. Try Syntec today exclusively at O'Reilly oh, 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 Auto Parts. Hey, frequent heartburn may keep you from running your A-game, but it doesn't have to anymore. Join the Prilosec OTC two-week challenge. Just go to PrilosecOTC.com. You'll get $3 off to get you started, plus 14 days of tips, tricks, and reminders. Just two weeks, zero heartburn. Go to PrilosecOTC.com and sign up today. Zero heartburn is possible with Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. 
the first bet on Caesar Sportsbook app is up to $5,000 risk-free, people. When I told my team about the idea, they said I was being too wonderful and magnificent. But I don't care how awesome this makes me. I'm doing this for the people. So just download the app, and that first bet is up to $5,000 risk-free. Caesar made an app for the people, people. Must be 21. Offer valid in Indiana only and for new players. Paid in bet credits. Terms and conditions apply. See Caesars.com slash promos. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. We all know ticks suck blood, but not just in the woods. Ticks can be almost anywhere year-round. Even though some are smaller than the head of a pin, they're big trouble. Even a tiny tick can make you super sick. So wear protective clothing and an EPA-registered in. If you get a tick, tell an adult and go to ticksuck.org to learn how to remove it properly. Ticks suck, but being outdoors shouldn't. Ticksuck.org battlefield there's a saying America's military men and women live by never leave a fallen warrior behind ever off the battlefield wounded warrior project operates with the same goal we leave no warrior behind wounded warrior project is a nonprofit organization created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war whether those scars are physical or mental we're here to make sure that they heal and whether it's helping those with post-traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again or giving much-needed support to injured warriors and veterans hospitals. Because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back for the final time here on the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. He is John Graham producing as we are heading into the 7 o'clock hour here at the top of the hour. Or we'll give way to Fox Sports Radio. And then coming up around 8 o'clock, it will be Thursday Night Football. It'll be the Jaguars and the Bengals from Cincinnati, uh, a rematch between Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence with LSU versus Clemson in the national championship game a couple years ago. So we'll see how that goes. 0-3 Jaguars taking on the 2-1 Bengals. 8 o'clock, your coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. NFL tonight, high school football tomorrow here on ESPN, or excuse me, the Fan 1380, and it will be the rivalry game between Homestead and Carroll, 4-2 and two Homestead, 5-1 and one Carroll, 
as the Chargers have won five straight since that season opening loss to Bishop Lures. Let's talk some Carroll football with head coach Doug Dynan, who joins us right now. Coach, how are you? I'm good, Justin. Thanks very much for having us on. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for taking some time to join us. And uh, it's been a good run for you guys. You know, you you go to Spooler Stadium in week two and narrowly beat Snyder. And that kind of, uh, you know, started it for you. As now you've won five straight. And what's been working for you? Oh, I think that there's been a, a great deal of senior leadership. Um, they're the catalyst of the program, you know, so we'll go as they go. Um, their hard work, their investment in each other, you know, really has propelled us to, to be where we're at. And, and where we're at is, you know, continually contending for a conference championship. And it's it's been impressive, particularly over the last couple of weeks, getting back-to-back road wins uh, before taking on your, your rival in Homestead this Friday night. And, Coach, you know, it's it's not been a, a wow of a season for Jeffrey Becker in the stats department, but and you to mention senior leadership and, and just being able to witness it from afar. He's that consummate guy that's taking control of this offense and being able to make reads and make audibles. And and while maybe his, his, his numbers aren't as eye-popping, he's most definitely, you know, uh, uh, still a game-changer with this offense. Well, we played six games, and one of those games he was unable to participate in, you know, being because he was quarantined. And uh, several of the other games, he probably only played two quarters. Sure. And so when you take that all into account, you know, yes, his numbers aren't going to be there, but I guarantee you if you ask Jeff, you know, would you rather take the stats and the numbers or would you take the victories and championships? And I, I have a very confident feeling of where he would land on that whole situation. <laughs> Yes, I'm sure. And, you know, one of the top targets for him and Owen Sheely this year has been Jamison Coverstone, another senior that stepped up. It seems like every single year the last few seasons, Coach, you've had a senior to step up in that wide receiver role. This year, it's Mr. Coverstone. Yeah, Jamison, Jamie's done a great job, um, runs great routes, um, you know, and has great hands. And, you know, it really goes back to, you know, those guys being program guys. You know, Coach Papagiannis does a great job in coaching our receivers. And year after year, you know, we got guys that that play to the expect life, you know, as, as, as we're supposed to and we're expected to all the time. Coach, what's been different about this defense this season? Uh, I think that the, the difference is, is, you know, probably there's a little bit of normalcy to, you know, this year compared to last year. You know, honestly, I mean, it's it's we have embraced and welcomed, you know, the the full house, you know, the fans in the stands and, you know, things like that. You know, that's that's one big difference. But the other difference is, is the, the culture that's in the locker room. And and I think that that's that's why we're where we're at. You know, the, the kids are investing. The kids are caring. The kids love each other. And, you know, when you're when you have that relationship with others and everything starts with a relationship, then you're willing to work hard for somebody. And and I think that's where we're at. And you've had some solid performances uh, on that side of the football. Dylan Bennett is a junior linebacker that's really stepped up. And it seems like on every big play he's around, whether he's causing fumbles or pick six, pick sixes or whatever. But, you know, I, I think an underrated, you know, group would be up front. And, and those you know, guys in the secondary and the linebackers, you know, look better when you're able to put some pressure on the quarterback. And it seems like you've been able to do that up front. 
Yeah, you know, the the defensive line has played well, but you know, you you start mentioning a couple names. You know, we could we could mention eleven or twelve guys that are continually playing on the defensive side, and they're they're playing at a high level. You know, they're playing competitively, and they're playing they're playing very physical. Um, they're playing with fire, and you know, Tucker Steele is another guy. You know that you know every night, night in, night out, he is he is just dropping incredible stats. You know, every game. All right, Coach, you got the big one coming up tomorrow night uh, against Homestead, and you want to keep this this role going, and what do you guys have to be ready for? Well, first of all, they've got a great program. Coach Zolman does a tremendous job. Um, they're going to be well coached. They're going to be physical up front on the offensive line. Um, they have the ability to run it and throw it. You know, the quarterback is, you know, has got, you know, impressive numbers, and he's had a good season so far. You know, they've got receivers that they can throw it to. Um, defensively, you know, they're always, you know, known for their linebacker play, and, and that's no different this year. So, you know, for us to be successful, it's, it's seems cliche, but it's very simple. you got to take care of the football. you got to create three and outs, you know, and you got to get the other team off the field, and you got to make a difference in special teams. And you get them at home, and it, uh, it's a great atmosphere. It was, it was, it was great in week one, opening kickoff return for a touchdown. But uh, how have you settled into the new digs? How's it been for the team? Oh, it's beautiful. Love it. We really are. Um, we're very fortunate to, to have the facility that we have. Um, you know, it's it's outstanding. So you know, we're appreciative to to the administration and everybody that you know did all that they can and you know put this forth so that that we can have the opportunity to host, you know, big events, you know, like we have been. Coach, you mentioned, you know, still in the SAC race, you have Homestead and Concordia and Wayne left on the regular season schedule. What do you want to see out of your group over the next three weeks to be in contention for a victory bell, but also peaking at the right time entering the postseason? Yeah, I mean, without question, I mean, we want to be playing our best football, you know, come playoff time. You know, we have that bye for that first week, and so – you know, it's all about improvement. It's all about being better. It's all about 1% better every day. And so that's what we want. We want continually, you know, to be better, to understand the bond, the force through and persevere. You know, you got a plan and you've got to, you know, you've got to work and you've got to, you know, act on the plan. So. Coach, you know, this is looking way down the road. We're not going to talk matchups or anything, but it's the uniqueness of a three-team sectional. And there's that bye week built in for 6A. And then, from what I understand, there could be another bye for a team. Um, is that tough? I mean, could that be detrimental, you know, two weeks off, three weeks in between games? Yeah, it's different. That's all I know. It's different. I mean, we've, we've never had that before. Um, you know, and, and the reality is, you know, it's out of our choice. You know, and so we'll, we'll have to handle, you know, whatever it is that comes our way. If that's one week off good if that's two weeks off good you know so you know if you want to continue to play you handle the situation and you show up on your friday that you're good and you move on yeah that's a long way off but uh, we'll be talking about it before we know it coach i appreciate the time thanks a lot good luck tomorrow night against the spartans all right thanks justin yes sir that was coach doug dynan carroll chargers his team five and one this season the lone loss being that week one game against bishop lures in what you know, so far has been the closest game for Bishop Lures. Could we have seen the SAC championship game in week one and not known it? Could be a possibility as we head down the final three weeks 
the home stretch of the regular season. And, you know, you know Coach Dynam made a great point because we kind of forget that, uh, that Jeff Becker missed that one game and didn't play. And then Owen Sheely, the junior, stepped in and was phenomenal in that win over Snyder. Uh, threw a couple picks, but also threw three touchdowns and uh, f- went through for 284 yards passing. So when you t- you look at Jeff Becker just playing effectively five games thus far and already has a- accounted for over 1,000 yards of total offense, he most definitely has picked up where he left off a year ago, and he is South or, uh, South Dakota State bound next year as he'll be a jackrabbit in one- with one of the premier football programs in the FCS the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. That's going to do it for us here on the High School Coaches Show. Thanks to Mr. Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group. Started off the show at the top of the hour. We then talked to Coach Josh Gerber, Norwell Knights. Broke down the Knights' 5-1 and one season, and then we brought another 5-1 and one team's coach in, in Coach Doug Dynan. Preparing for the big rivalry games tomorrow night against Homestead, trying to end a six-game losing streak to the rival Spartans. That's going to do it for us here to Week 7. We'll be back here to talk Week 8 and the eve of the sectional draw as it will be a week from Sunday. So that will give us even more to talk about here in a couple weeks. Thank you to John Graham, producer extraordinaire here in the booth. And thanks to everybody for listening. I am Justin Kenny. This has been the High School Coaches Show here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Thanks for listening to this exclusive presentation of 1380 The Fan, the High School Coaches Show with Justin Kenny on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Download the podcast at 1380thefan.com or wherever you get podcasts. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to know ticks suck, but what you might not know is that they don't just suck blood way out in the woods. Those creepy little bugs can be anywhere all year long. And I do mean little. They can be smaller than the head of a pin. But big trouble comes in these small, gross packages. Even a tiny tick can make you super sick. So what's the most important tip to avoid getting bit? Well, duh, pay attention. Remember, ticks can be just about anywhere outdoors. Then, spray attention with an EPA-registered insect repellent. Wearing long socks and other protective clothing is a good idea, too. When you come back inside, shower. And always remember, check for ticks everywhere. And if you do get a tick bite, don't panic. Tell an adult. And visit ticksuck.org to learn how to remove it properly. Ticks suck, but being outdoors shouldn't. Go to ticksuck.org for more information. Ticksuck.org On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. We leave no warrior behind. Wounded Warrior Project is a nonprofit organization created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war. Whether those scars are physical or mental, we're here to make sure that they heal. And whether it's helping those with post-traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again, or giving much-needed support to injured warriors and veterans' hospitals, Because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project. 
We never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. Brad Keselowski, driver number two, discount tire Ford Mustang. Racing fans know that a quick pit stop to check the tires can give me the winning edge. The same is true for your car. Proper tire tread helps keep traction on the road in everyday driving. To check your tread, simply insert a penny, Lincoln's head first, into your tire grooves. If you can see all of Honest Abe's head, it's time to get your tires checked by a professional. A message from the U.S. Tire Manufacturers Association. Broadcasting live from the Masters Heating and Cooling Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM. Podcasts by Federated Media.